Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Let's pray before we dive into the Word of God. Can you just open up your heart, open up your mind, let God have His way with you right now. God wants to speak a word that is going to draw you into your inheritance. Come on, this word is going to bring you forth into what he has for you. Can you surrender right now? If you need to raise your hands, get in a posture of surrender. Let's pray right now. God, we need you right now. And I thank you, Lord, for the word. I thank you that it is powerful and effective. I thank you that this word doesn't only just go in our ears, but God, it transforms our heart. It renews our mind. And I just pray that right now, I declare that over every person watching right now, God that you would pour out your spirit on them. I release your joy. I release your peace. I release your kingdom in their house. I release your spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And God, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what we stand upon today. God, as we, as we get ready to launch, as we get ready to come into this season of, oh my word, you pouring out your spirit, of seeing signs and wonders, seeing life transformation, Father, get us ready. Search us right now. Lord God, search us. Even as I'm uh, proclaiming this word today, search my heart. Uh, God, I just pray that over everybody watching you, just search us with your spirit. Bring every, every infirmity, everything that is uh, tainting the word, everything that is bringing distraction or doubt right now, bring it to the surface with your fire. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for the fire of God that refines and purifies, brings all tainted things to the surface so that we can wipe them out and demolish them. And God, I thank you for a pure and spotless bride that we are coming in, Lord God, as a committed all-in church, all-in congregation that we're saying, Lord, have your way. We pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, through the blood of Christ that covers everything so that we are washed clean. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, I'm excited for today. Excited for the word of God. I hope you're ready. Why don't you grab your Bible and your journal, get something to write down, because I know that this word today is going to elevate what God is speaking to you. I know I feel it already that God has spoken this word to my heart because he's already investing something in you. And maybe it was a seed planted years ago that you forgot about, or maybe it was something that happened this week, but I know that God is going to confirm something in your spirit and do something in your heart that is going to transform the way you approach this season. So if you're ready, come on, get your Bible, get your journal, get your heart postured, get ready to listen to the word of God. But not only that, let's get ready to activate. Let's get ready to activate. This word is nothing unless we activate it. Activate it with our words, activate it with our lifestyle. And so today my prayer for you is that you don't only hear the word, but that it does something to you. It does something in you to make you move. Hey, we are starting a new series. Can we just say, we're starting a new activation. Hey, I, I, I pray that this, um, this series takes off in your spirit, that you rev up like the RPMs in the car. It's, it's just like, whoo, Spirit of God is pushing you forward. We're starting a series called, Can You Hear Me Now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Now, this is God's question to us. And he is asking each one of his children, can you hear me now? I believe that this, this series, this activation, that it brings you into a new space of faith and a new space of intimacy with the Father. We are so excited to be launching uh, our live gatherings again on Easter. We only have a couple weeks before we are jumping into that season. And I'm so excited for what God is gonna birth in you to step into a space of freedom. You know, I don't know where you are in this season. What, what does this season look like for you? Maybe you've been in a season where, you know, you've had a lot of doubt. Maybe you've been doubting the things of God or doubting uh, maybe your identity, you know, doubting in the word of God. So it's very hard for you to, to step into that place of faith. Maybe you've been in a space of greed and this, this season has really been a season of just greediness. I mean, you've been looking at yourself and, and all the things that you need and you've just been obsessed with being about you. Maybe it's just been about that. And, and, and you know, maybe 
everything that's happened in your life points to it and, and nobody's to fault or to blame. But you know, the job or the, the finance that just haven't been in, so you've been consumed with the thoughts of not enough, the thoughts of, of you and, and making sure that your needs are met. This, this might have been that season for you. This might have been a season of total fear. You might have lived in anxiety for the past. I mean, this might have been a crazy season for you. Maybe some of you have not you know, broken to the light of day, and this has really been a season of just hiding a season of fear, a season of pushing pause on a lot of your dreams, a lot of things that God has called you to, a lot of things that God has placed on you, but maybe you've pushed pause because of fear. I don't know where you are, where you find yourself, what season you're in, but today I wanna talk to you and I've entitled today, But Now, But Now. Come on, right at the top of your journal, of this journal entry, put But Now. See, there are a lot of us that have come from a season, and but we're stepping from what was into what is. Somebody help me put it in the comments. Come on, say we're stepping out of what was and stepping into what is. Now notice I'm not saying we're not stepping into what is to come. We're not looking for a day that's far off. We're not believing for something that is to come. God has said, but now. My spirit has set you free now. Your inheritance in God starts now. You have the joy now. You have the peace now. It's in the inheritance of God. I want to unlock for you. I want to unlock for you your inheritance. And today, maybe child of God, maybe you've forgotten who you are. Maybe you've forgotten what you carry. Maybe you've been in a space for too long. This season has been just a weird season for you. And maybe you, you need to push pause Put a period on it and step into what God has for you now. So come on, if you're ready, say, but now. This is my season of but now. Putting a period on what was and stepping into what is. I believe that everybody who hears the word today is going to go from what was. I don't know what your was is. Again, it could be all these different things. But today is the day where God is calling you to a new season a new life in Christ, a new faith, a new identity for you to walk out in faith who he is in you. Paul said it. He said, Christ is in me. Therefore, who can be against me? If God is for me, who can be against me? Christ in me. Now I have all power and authority. Paul said, I, I lock my eyes on the prize. And that's what we do. This past season might have been a season of struggle. It might have been a season of struggle of sin, isolation, anger, loss, greed, selfishness, fear, doubt, depression, anxiety, hopelessness. It might have been heavy, but can I tell you today, God is bringing you into a day, a reality of what is his hope, his peace, his life, his faith, his strength, his joy, healing, freedom, revelation, purpose, fire, passion, and trust, etc. ETC. Okay, there's so much more, but that is just the tip of the iceberg of what God has for you. So we're going from what was the depression, anxiety, hopelessness, greed, frustration, the struggle. We're going from all that into the life of joy, the life of healing, the life of freedom, the life of revelation, the life of purpose. Hallelujah. The life of true life, the life of absolute steadfastness and who God is. Come on, I know somebody needs this word today. In fact, you might know somebody who needs this word. I'm gonna encourage you right now. Come on, share this message out. Send him the link right now. Say, hey, get on, get on. He's talking about a new season. I want, to, I want to share this gospel. I want to share this life with you because this is a word for you. This is a word for you in your season. This is a word for you of what is. I'm not talking about what is to come. I'm talking about your is, your present. This is a new beginning. Are you ready? Are you ready for a new birth? Come on, we, we just celebrated a little bit ago. John and Jacqueline, they had a new baby, baby boy named Asher. Woo, what a beautiful baby. This, this little man of God had so much presence on him when I was holding him. I was like, wow, this is a prophet that he's only a little child. I could feel the glory of God all over him. Now, if you were to tell John and Jacqueline 
uh, that they were going to have another baby as of, you know, years past when they had baby Benjamin, they told you you're crazy because of what the doctor's report was over the last baby, baby Benjamin, who is now a mighty man of God, who is now an incredible little toddler running around and full of joy, full of life. But when the doctors gave the report, the report of death, the report of sickness, I'm telling you what, something rose in them to say, no, not today. In fact, there was a time Jacqueline talks about when they were at the hospital. The doctor came in one last time before she's about to give birth. And the doctor said, hey, I just want to warn you if things go wrong. And she stops him mid-sentence. <laughs> I love you, Jacqueline. She, goes, she stops him mid-sentence. She says, enough is enough. Stop speaking death over my life. Stop speaking death over my baby. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You guys take care of whatever you want to take care of, but no more speaking death over my life. I'm telling you, that is what God is speaking over you today. That no more are you to stay in the place of death. No longer are you to stay in the place of fear. God is bringing you to what is his life, his joy, his peace. New life is birthing out of you in this season. This is a season of new birth. This is a season of new beginning. Can you feel it? Can you hear it? God is not allowing you to stay where you are. This is the word and his word is a deposit into your spirit. It's going to grow something today. I know it is. God's going to grow something in you today. He's confirming his word on your life for confirming his mark on you. This is what the word of God speaks over you. I'm ready to unlock it. Are you ready? Are you ready to step into this new birth, new life? Come on, no longer are we settling for what was. We are stepping into what is this is the new beginning. Come on, if somebody's ready, come on, tell me. I'm ready for my new beginning. Come on, put in the comments, put in the chat. I'm ready for my new beginning. This is a season of freedom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is a season of you coming alive to your purpose. Amen. When the, the, the world is shouting, hey, everybody stop. Hey, everybody push pause. Hey, everybody stay inside and put, put fear on. No. Not today. Not today. Stop speaking death over my season. Stop speaking that, that death over my life. No longer. This is a new beginning. Woo, catch this. This is the word of God over your life. Hey, we're going to break into Ephesians chapter 1. So you can go ahead and turn with me in your Bibles or light it up on your phone. We're actually going to read a ton of scripture today, so write it down because this is something that you can go back to all week, and I encourage you to do this. Uh, don't, don't let this be just a Sunday morning thing. Let this be something that you, you, again, repeat, go after, meditate. The Bible says the meditate, which is the mutter. Keep it on your lips. Read it over and over and over again. When I was studying this, I just kept reading it over and over again. But God, put this in my spirit. Put it in me. I don't just want to preach it. I just want to read it. God, put it in me. Let this be something that I am living out. Let this be something that is in my mind, renewing and transforming me so that I go forward in power. Hallelujah. So we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter one. Now, the scholars believe that because there's no personal greeting or talk of a, a specific situation, which most of the letters of Paul have, they believe that this was a letter that they sent out to multiple churches. And so even though Paul is writing to the Ephesians, this was a letter that uh, they believe was multiplied to many churches and to the church in general, the church at large, the capital C church. And so we can read this with confidence, just knowing, hey, this word is for us. And, and the whole Bible is for us. But, but just to know specifically, hey, this was a word for the entire church. This was a word for churches all around. So uh, we're going to read chapter 1, verse 17. Verse 17, would you read it with me? It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Come on, somebody say wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation. So that you may what? Know him better. <laughs> What's the wisdom and revelation for? So that you know him better. Come on. Paul said, I pray, I pray over the church. I pray over the capital C church. This word was for the entire church. Hey, I pray that you have wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart 
may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Hallelujah. He says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your heart, you know what the eyes of your heart is? It's your belief system. What is in your heart is what you believe. Your eyes can see many things. I mean, we see things all around. And praise the Lord that my belief is not in what I see. Praise the Lord, it's not in all only what I look at. Because if that were the case, oh goodness, I'd be in trouble. I'd be a maniac. <laughs> they would have to bind me up because I would believe so many things because this world is so full of craziness that I would just be crazy. But he said, no, no, I pray for the eyes of your heart, your belief system. I, pr I pray that that space is is opened up with the wisdom and revelation of the word of God, the wisdom and revelation of who Christ is so that you can know him better. You can know him better. What you have to realize is that God is calling you into, what he's calling you out of is that space that you've been in. And I don't know what that is. And maybe you've even been in a space of sideline watching. Maybe you've even been in a space of just, you know, watching from the sidelines of what God is doing or God is moving. Can I tell you that this word is not just for the pastors. It's not just for those in staff, those that are prophets or evangelists. This is a word for the body of Christ. This is a word for every person. And maybe you found yourself in that space of being on the sidelines or, or being in a space of, you know, fear and doubt like we talked about. But God is calling you into knowing him better. Now, why do we want to know him better? Why do we want the wisdom of revelation? Why do we pray for these things? Why do we pray for the word of God to come alive so we can know God? Why do I, why do I put so much emphasis on knowing Jesus? It's not just because it's the cool thing to do. It's not just because it's the popular thing for the church to say. When you know him, you understand something different about you. You see, when you know Jesus, you know the creator, then you understand best his creation. When you know the great designer, uh, you see, uh, Allie is our creative director. She runs all creative and change. And she creates these incredible things that, that just give you a, a moment of inspiration or a moment of just, wow, that is awesome. Like, I could have never thought about that. I could have never thought that color or thought those, those images coming together like that. But you know what? When you know Allie, you know she's always thinking outside the box. She's always pulling things apart and thinking, you know, why and, and what if. And, and if you know Allie, it makes more sense of what she creates. The same thing with God. When you know him better, when you know the great designer who created you, who created the world, who created our purpose, who created everything in motion, then we best understand why we're designed. We best understand our inheritance, as Paul says. He says, I, I want you to understand the inheritance that you have, the glorious inheritance. <laughs> now, if you settle for what was, you are settling for the world's inheritance. I'm going to talk about this more in, in weeks to come, but I, I want to just touch on this today because you have to know your inheritance. You must understand the foundation of, of what you have, the foundation of faith to know him, to know what's in your hands. Do you know what's in your hands? Do you know what God has given you? Because he, here's the deal. If we settle to be a Christian that that deals with, you know, there's so many things that people say today. It's like, oh, Christians deal with depression or, or, or Christians deal with anxiety or, or Christians deal with the lack of or deal with, you know, prayers that aren't answered. I'm telling you, we can say all these things. And if you live there, you live with a misunderstanding of your inheritance. You are settling for the world's inheritance. What is the world's inheritance? It's very circumstantial, right? In fact, there is no joy in the world. There is only happiness. You know what the world's happiness looks like? If you have enough money, if the sun is out, you got your sunglasses on, you're at the beach, you're in relaxation, right? Nothing's going wrong. That is the world's happiness. That is what they can offer you. As long as it's successful, as long as you feel good, you're not sick, you have no pain in your body, then you are going to have absolute joy but it's fake, it's false, it's happiness. It can't give you true joy. 
You see, Paul was actually writing this letter from prison. <laughs> Here he was in prison for preaching the gospel, for standing on the word. He was in prison, but yet he was writing out of a place of joy because his joy was not set on the world's inheritance. He was not settling for what the world calls success. He was not settling for what, you know, this society says, you must have this in order to be happy. No, Paul said, I, I learned the secret of being content. Whether I have a lot or have a little, whether I'm hungry or well-fed, it doesn't matter because circumstantially, it's not what brings me joy. The only thing that gives me joy is understanding who I am in Christ, understanding and knowing Him, the wisdom of revelation to understand my inheritance. But if you settle for the world's inheritance, you're always going to be in that space of, oh, I just, I deal with this, or I, 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 I have this a part of my life, and that's just my segregated part. But I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I am following Christ. But I deal with this sin. But I deal with this temptation. But I, but I deal with this doubt. I deal with this depression. And not saying that all of that is sin. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that when you step in, when you step in, when you understand who God is, when the revelation of who he is comes alive, I'm telling you, the word of God says that we have an inheritance of thanksgiving, an inheritance of giving praise in all circumstances. That's God's perfect will for us. He said, he said it in the Bible. He said, I, that's, your, that's my perfect will for your life is that you live in a constant state of joy. You live in a constant state of peace, that he is the peace. He is the fire in your belly. So you don't, you don't get on your grind. You don't, you don't push to, to drive. No, no, no. When you are in him, when Christ is in you, it naturally comes out because it's a part of your inheritance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Knowing your inheritance is crucial to stepping into truth and the truth. And maybe today you've, you've been living in a lie. I mean, you've absolutely just been living in a lie. You've been okay with it. Maybe you've been raised in it. And that's okay because we all come from different spaces. Right? Personally, I struggled for years in finding confidence in my call, confidence in my identity. And I, I don't even know where it stemmed from, but I just, I lacked confidence. I lacked confidence. There's a lot of times my wife would say, why are you doubting yourself? You're so good. Why are you doubting this? Why are you doubting your, your creative edge or, or, or how you proclaim the word? Why are you doubting that? And for years, I struggled with that because it was out of a space of just... I don't know, doubt or, or not really standing on the word, but the only thing that changed, and this is why personally I can speak on this, the only thing that changed in me is knowing God intimately, having a new revelation of who he is. He's my father. He's my father. He loves me so deeply. And there are those of you right now that need to know that, that God is your father, that Jesus loves you so much. And it's not just a song we sing. It's not just scripture that we read. It is reality, my friend. Jesus loves you deeply. And when you get that, when you understand that you are a child of God, you're not just following him. He's not just this mad God that's leading you. He is a good father who desperately wants to be close to you. And he says to you today, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Will you, will you step in? I want to continue on Ephesians uh, chapter one. We're going to stay in the first chapter, but read uh, verse 19. He goes on and he says, in his incomparably great power for us who believe. Now let's stop right there because he's talking about our eyes of our heart being open, our belief system being open so we know him better, the wisdom and revelation of who Jesus is. And in that we know our inheritance, right? So we have the hope to which has called you to the riches of the glorious inheritance because that hope is what draws you in, right? When you have hope in God, what, what is hope? Hope is the assurance of, right? The assurance of something that is to come. You know it without a shadow of a doubt. That is hope. It's not, you know, fairy tale wishful thinking of like, oh man, I really just uh, wish that he would. No, 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 you hope, you know. It's our blessed hope. He's coming back for us. We know that. We're not doubting it. We're not just saying it. He, we know he will come back. We don't know the time, but we know that he's coming. And so we have a hope in our inheritance. Uh, and, that, and then he goes on and he says, and his incomparably great power for us who what? Believe. 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 What is, the, what is the standard for who gets the power? Those who believe. Those who believe. 
What is it going to take for you to step into this new life? To step into the life of, of joy and peace and freedom and fire and passion and all that God has for you, the fullness of God? What is it going to take for you? To believe. To believe. For the eyes of your heart to be opened. For you to believe. Without a doubt, to believe. Hallelujah. Belief is a crazy thing. And, and the thing is, we have the power to choose what we believe. You have the choice in what you believe. Now, what affects our belief? Because we have to know this. What affects us believing? What shapes our belief system? You know, there's a lot of studies out there. But the main thing at the top of just everything that I was researching was this. The sources of belief include what? Environment. It includes events. It includes knowledge, what you know. It includes past experiences, what have happened to you. And it includes visualization, and then et cetera. There's a bunch of other things. But those are the main ingredients of your belief system. It is, it is what your environment is. So your environment says a lot. It says a lot to what you believe. It speaks to what you will either believe in now or believe in the future. Uh, you know, show me your friends, show me who you hang out with, show me your network, and I can already show you what you're going to believe in or where you're going to go in the future. You know, if you, if you are in a constant circle of people doubting and people questioning everything and people, you know, uh, talking negative about their life and talking negative about the season and being in a place of fear, I guarantee you, your faith is going to be very weak. You're going to be in a space of total doubt all the time. You're going to be questioning everything, doubting everybody. And that is the space you're going to be in. Why? Because your environment shapes your belief system. If you constantly have the news on or constantly have, you know, all these voices speaking into you, if you're constantly scrolling and looking at your Instagram feed, if you're constantly scrolling and looking at Facebook and seeing who did what, what said what, and all this stuff that the world is trying to feed us, if you constantly are in that, I guarantee you your belief system is going to be shaped by those things. You're going to be in a constant state of fear, a constant state of, of oh, what is happening? Oh, my word, the world is falling apart. I, I promise you. Uh, we felt it whenever uh, they were storming the Capitol, you know, and the news was on. It was showing the thing. Uh, me and Ashley both, we felt it as we were watching that. We felt fear try to creep into our home. Man, I, it didn't take but five minutes. I turned that thing right off. I said, we'll find out what's going on later, but we're not going to let that into our home. No, we're not going to be stupid and foolish, but we're not going to allow the constant message, the constant reality that the world tries to feed us to be our reality. Why? Because I want my eyes of my heart to be open to who God is. I don't, I don't need to know what the world is. I already know. I already know the demise of the world. I already know what's coming. Read Revelations. You know what's coming. You know what's coming to this world. And that's not to speak just, we're in the greatest season of grace ever. God is calling the people to him. This is a great season of harvest where he is allowing us to have a grace period to get as many people as we can to know Jesus. But there will be a day, my friend, where Jesus is coming back for his bride and he is not coming back for a tainted church. He's not coming back for a fear-driven church. So we're all hiding and we're, we're hiding the talent that he gave us. And he's like, hey, what'd you do with the talent I gave you? Oh, I hid it. I knew you were, you were a crazy man. And so I, I just hit it because I was afraid. I was afraid of losing it. No. He said, you do something with that word. You step out in faith knowing that I've given it to you to move on. I've not given it to you to sit on. I've given it to you to move on. And God is calling you. Come on, child of God. He's calling you to have great power. But it's for those who believe. Those who believe. That is what the word of God says. It's for those who believe. Hallelujah. Hey, were you raised with that environment of greed? Were you raised in a home where your parents and maybe your aunts and uncles all talked about not having enough, not having enough to give? You know, oh, the church is all about money. They're always talking about money. We're not giving, we don't have enough. I can't even pay my own bills. Were you raised in that environment? And that's not bad. I'm not speaking bad against your family. I'm just saying that is the world's inheritance. If you want to settle for that, that's fine. Stay there. But I'm telling you, child of God, you have a greater inheritance that the word of God says you have a glorious, the riches of the glorious inheritance of the saints. That is everything in the kingdom of God. It's yours for the taking. He said in Malachi, he said, see, test me in this. Come on, test me in this and see if I don't pour out so much. Your barns can't contain it. That's your promise. That's your declaration. That's the life that God has for you, child of God. You are not to settle for what the world says is the inheritance. 
Now, I don't know if you, if you grew up in a house where they just doubted God at all times. Well, we can pray, but it's God's will. And we don't know because you know, I had so many people in my life tell me that. And I struggled that for years, just praying from a place of begging God. I want to talk about this next week. But we don't beg God. We release his kingdom. We don't beg him in prayer. We are, we've got to transform our ways. We've got to transform our mind. We've got to transform the way we pray. That we are not coming to God asking for. He has already given it to us. Therefore, we take it and we release it. We take it out of our inheritance. It's already ours. He already bought it. Jesus already died on the cross. Don't put him back on the cross. Please don't put Jesus back on the cross. He already paid for your sins and he paid for the right for you to be a child of God who carries the kingdom. He said, I have been given all authority. Therefore, I give it all to you now. I am one with God. Now I'm making you one with me. Therefore, I'm going to the right hand and everything you ask for in my name shall be done. Hallelujah. Come on, child of God. That's your inheritance. That's your inheritance. I don't know what you were raised with or what you've been around, what environment has shaped your belief or opened your eyes of your heart to, but I'm telling you today, I want to open your, the eyes of your heart to the revelation of who Jesus is, the revelation of your inheritance in God. But now, but now, I know what was. I get it. I know what past experience you, you encountered. I get it. But today's a new day. Today is the day of the promise of God being fulfilled in your life. And all it takes is for you to believe. Believe. You say, oh, Pastor, that's such an empty message. Oh, my word. You're just telling us to have faith? You're just telling us just to believe? Why? I'm telling you, God's word is final. God's word is final. And you can settle for the world's inheritance. Let me tell you what's empty. The world's promises. You want to know what's flat? You want to know what's fluff? Is the world's promises to you. That if you get enough, if you have this, if you have all this success, then you're going to be good. Hey, what's happening in this season is the bottom dropped out. We realize there's, there's an evil plan behind everything that's happening in our world. The enemy is having a heyday with so many but as for me and my house, as for you and your family, as for you and your heart, we've got to step up and say no more. Enough is enough. That is what was. I'm walking into what is. I'm not praying for this promised land. I'm not praying for a breakthrough. I'm in a breakthrough. Come on, somebody. If you're ready for that, give me an amen. Come on, shout some praise right now. Give God the glory for what he is doing in your life right now. What he has given you, what you're set, what you settled for, and what you're walking into. Come on, somebody. Give God glory. He is so good. He's so good. He said, he said, come on. He says, his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is like the working of his mighty strength. Verse 20 says, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come, just in case you were confused about when. He said, all time. There is no other, there's no other space that is outside of this word and this promise. And from every time to come, this is what's happening. God is above all power and dominion. All things going on. He is the great I am. He is the omnipotent, all powerful God. Hallelujah. And you are his child and you carry that power in you. This is your season of breakthrough. Come on, this is your season of new beginnings. This is the season to take a step into the inheritance of God. Hallelujah. If your environment is causing you to choose all the world inheritance, then it's time to put a period on it. I want to talk to you today about that period that we're going to place as a church. It's like this period and this, this marks the end of a chapter. And for some of us, we have lived a season on this side where it has been whatever, you name it. You've been in a season of depression. You've been in a season of doubt. You've really, this, this season has just messed you up. Maybe it's a season of greed or season of depression. Whatever it was, this has been a season that's been heavy. Maybe this just has been a season that's heavy. And this is a period that we are placing today to say enough's enough. We are done. We are going from what was into what is. Come on. Somebody's being set free right now because you're realizing you don't have to stay here. You don't have to stay here anymore. Today is the day where God is calling you into 
the new. He's calling you into the day of your destiny. This is, this is enough of this chapter. And this period is the marking. Maybe you've been in an environment where it's been toxic. Maybe you've been in an environment where you allowed things in that have just jacked you up. And they've jacked up your faith. They jacked up the way that you give. They jacked up the way that you serve. Jacked the way that you have community. Maybe some of you haven't been in community. You've just been in a place of isolation. Yo, this is enough. Enough is enough. We're putting a period on this. And this chapter is over. Now it's time to step into the new. He said, I want your eyes of your heart to be open so that you can receive the power, that you can believe and have this power, the richness of the glory of God. Hallelujah, the glorious inheritance. You're going from inheritance of the world where, oh, the struggle is real. No, no more. We're putting a period on that chapter and we're saying, I am a victor in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror. Therefore, it's not just about me. I am so free. I'm setting others free. This is a season of coming back to life. Come on. Just like God said, can these dead bones live? I say today, yes, you can live. This is your new beginning. This is the new birth that God wants to do in you. You are grabbing hold of the inheritance of God, going from going into what is. This is what is in your life. This is what God wants to do in you. It's time to put a period on. Are you ready? What does that period look like for you? Putting a period on the environment, say enough's enough. Maybe there's some, some, there's some things on TV you have to turn off. Maybe there's some, some things in your feed you have to unfollow. Maybe there's some time limits you've got to put on your phone. I don't know what it is, but I know that something has to rise in you. I can't do it for you. I can't come and do an audit on your life and say, oh yeah, well, you need to push a period on that, put a period on that, put a period on that. Oh, that person, that's toxic. Oh, that feed, that's crazy. Oh, you watch that constantly? Oh my word, you need to stop that. That book you're reading? Oh my word, it's making you question. You're introducing so many things in your life. You don't need to be, I can't do that for you. You have to get a hunger. You have to have something rise in you like a holy, righteous anger. I'm telling you, if you're, if you're a father, I'm telling you, you need to be understanding that you are the priest of your home. There's something that rises in me every morning that says, you know what? I'm a priest of this home. I'm getting up so that I can demolish every argument, every stronghold that's trying to come against my family. Not today, Satan. I put a period on that. No longer am I begging God. Oh God, I just pray that you just move. No more. No more. I thank you, God, for the promises that are being uh, fulfilled right now. I thank you for the healing. I thank you for the peace. I thank you for the joy. I thank you for more passion in my, my marriage than has ever been. I thank you for the oneness between me and my wife. I thank you for my kids, me being present with my kids, me giving life and speaking hope into their future. Hallelujah. Thank you. You put a period. Enough's enough. There's some movies we don't watch. There are some TV shows we don't watch. There's some music we don't allow in. Why? Because that is the world's inheritance. They're talking about the struggle is real. They're talking about getting more money. They're talking about all these things of the world. No, not in my home, not in my heart. Maybe you can allow it in and you can settle here. Maybe this is where you're okay with. But I'm telling you, this is a season where God is drawing you into the life of a child of God, where you are, you are uh, enjoying the inheritance of the king's kid. Hallelujah, not settling anymore for the world, but coming into a new chapter are you ready? You were once, but now you are coming from a place of victory. It's detox time, people. It's detox time. No more distorting the word of God. Enough's enough. And we're going to dive into this next week. No more distorting the word of God. We will believe it without a shadow of a doubt and step into the promises of God. No more hiding in fear. No more. That's over here. That's the world's inheritance. No more hiding in fear. You are coming to the life that Christ made you for. Okay? No more missing opportunities to give life. No more. That, that's, this, that's this side of the period. You're stepping into more opportunities to move, more opportunities to give, more opportunities to serve. Hallelujah. No, no, more, no more prayers of begging. No more, oh God, we need, and God, I'm so, and God, from a struggle. No, no more. We are praying prayers of power. We are praying prayers that release joy, that release the peace, that release the healing of God. You know what your world needs? You to come alive to the power of God. You know what your world needs, your neighborhood needs, your family needs? You to come alive to the fire of God on you. Because when that happens, there is power in your words. No more, see, this is the negative season, right? No more negativity. No more speaking death. 
and to, about your family, about your job, about your life, about your future, about your season. This is such a hard season, it's such a whatever. I'm done with it. Put a period on that. No more. We're stepping into a life where we speak life. We choose. The Bible says that we have the power to choose with our tongue, life and death. Guess what? We do not choose death. We do not choose negativity. I'm going to tell you, if you're in an environment of negativity, get out. Hang up the phone. Put your guard up. Whatever you need to do, put a period on it because we're coming out of a place of life. I tell you, if you come to this church, you're going to get it. You're going to get life. You're going to get hope. That's our team. That's our staff. That's what we live in. Why? Because it's our inheritance. We don't come from this space of, oh, this struggle. Yeah, no. No more. Put a period on that. We are in the promised land. We are in the inheritance of God. That, what, that is what was. This is what is. This is reality for the children of God. So we're putting a period on what was and stepping into what is. That is God's inheritance for you. That's God's purpose for your life. So I want to dive in. Keep going here. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11. Would you turn with me in your Bibles? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11. It says, therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God. Now, let me just point this out. There is no hope outside of God. If you're looking for hope, if you're looking for steadfast foundation to put your feet in, you will not find it unless you find God. That's why this message, that's why our life, that's why the gospel is so powerful because it gives hope. And he's saying, hey, before, when you weren't citizens, where you were outside of being a child of God, when you were a foreigner to this, when you're an alien where this, this wasn't your space, you were without hope, you were without God. And that's maybe where you find yourself today. Maybe, maybe you know somebody who's in that space right now. And, and this word, this word is going to light them up. This word is going to set them free. Because you once were there. He said you once were there without hope and without God in the world. But now. But now. Some of you need to get that in your spirit. Because you were. But now. You were there in depression, but now God set you free. You were in a space of anxiety, but now, but now God is lifting you out of the pit. He's lifting you out of the space of greed. You once were in greed, but now God set you free to be generous. You once were in a place of total worry. Now you're in a space of total faith. You once were in a space of isolation and, and worry, but now God is setting you free to be in community, to be in life-giving community, that you're coming alive to your purpose. You once were in a space, but now God wants to take you into the but now. You have to realize that this isn't a but for the future. This is but now. What is? Because God is bringing you in. He goes, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. How many are so thankful for the blood of Christ that washes away your sins and enables you to come near to Jesus, come near to the Holy of Holies, come near to the God who saves and redeems and restores and brings you into the promised land. God's blood covers over all things, over all of your past, so that you were once this, but now God's blood redeems, God's blood restores, God's blood sets you free to be an overcomer, to be more than a conqueror, so that Christ can live in you, so that you no longer have to come out of a place of begging, out of a place of struggle. Now you come from a place of power because it's your inheritance in God. You are now part of the family of God. Hey, for some of you, you haven't given your heart to Jesus. Today's your day. You can step into this freely. Jesus said, all can come. All have fallen short of the glory, but all can come. But I am the way. I am the truth, I am the life. If you accept Jesus, you are a part of this family. He says this in verse 14. He says, for he himself, Jesus, he himself is our peace. I underline these three words in my Bible. I, I encourage you to do the same. Ready? Verse 14, underline he, skip a couple words, underline is, skip a couple words, underline peace. He is peace. 
You need to repeat that over yourself and understand that, that God is peace. So when you realize that, that's the revelation. This is a new revelation for some of you. You don't pray for peace. He says, when I come in, Paul says, when I invite Christ in, Christ is in me. What does that mean? Your inheritance is peace. You have peace. Now, it's the struggle is to stay in the place of peace, right? That's the struggle, is to guard the peace. That when we understand that something's trying to come in, the environment's trying to change, things are trying to speak and declare things over our lives. No, 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 we guard the peace. Uh, that's why me and my wife laugh about it, but that's why we plan ahead. Why? We're guarding the peace. Because we know there will be seasons that are super heavy. There will be seasons that are super uh, big in, in fact of like what to do right? All these things we have to accomplish. We're running a business, running a church, running our, our kids and our family. Like we're cre keeping a great environment, but we're planned ahead. Why? We're guarding. We're gu we're, we're enough's enough with the chaos. We're not going to let life run us. We're not going to let the world run our schedule. There's a lot of times we say no. We say no to a lot of people. Why? Because we're guarding. There'd be a lot of things you have to say no to now, but he is peace. That's why it's so important you get with the king in the morning. Why, why pastor? Is it just because I, I just I need to read my Bible and I need to do this thing? No, that's religion. But when you understand you get with the king to get him inside of you, because when he's inside of you, your inheritance becomes peace. Your inheritance becomes joy. And therefore, you walk around giving it away. Giving it away. Enough's enough with the struggle. Enough's enough with the praying for peace. He is peace. Get him inside of you. Get him inside of you. Enough struggling. Come on. For he himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall, the period. Come on, somebody. Moving from into what is. He's removed all barriers, all sin, all past things, all past shame and guilt. Man, enough's enough. All past greed, all the things that your parents maybe uh, passed down to you. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. He removed the barriers so that you could step in. Hallelujah. By abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in the one body, reconcile both of them to God through the cross, the blood of Christ. Come on, it covers all things. By which he put to death their hostility. Check this out. Verse 17. He came. And preach peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him and both, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God says today, are you ready? But now, this is the word of your life. You once were, but now. God wants to draw you in to be a part of his family, to be a part of the children of God who have the inheritance of the kingdom. Because when you have that kingdom, you have all power, all authority to release what he has given you. I want to pray for you right now because I know some of you are making that step. That's, that's what I would encourage you today. Make a step. Make a step. If you've been in isolation, I'm telling you, make a step into community. If you've been in a place of greed, hey, make a step. Give away something. Okay, so financially into somebody. Uh, find somebody to buy their groceries. Uh, give online here. Uh, find a place to give. Get, get rid of the greed and say, period, enough's enough. I'm done. I'm done living just for me. I'm done being obsessed with the world's inheritance. I'm stepping into the life of freedom, the life of generosity the life of God. This is the life that God has for you. It's a blessing that God has for you. If you've been living in fear, I'm telling you today, make a step. Make a step. Activate your faith. Do something out of your comfort zone. You know, make a call. Go out, go out and pray for somebody. Do something to step into what God has for you. Don't leave this word on the table. If you leave this word on the table, I'm telling you, for even more than a day, you're going to have all that stuff creep back in. Oh, you... That was just Sunday. Oh, that was just a good word. That's not real. No, no, no. You need to do something with this word right now. Make a step today. Make a step today to put a period and step into your inheritance. I want to pray for you right now and ask you the question, what period are you putting down today? What are you marking the past season to say, that chapter's done. That chapter's done. I'm stepping in. And I know it might be hard. I get it. I get it. It might be a struggle. You, there's so many thoughts coming against you right now. You're feeling it. Even right now as I speak, 
You have so many thoughts and doubt, things coming to say, but what if? Oh, but he, he, you know, that, that's a good word, but what if? I mean, you've never experienced that. You've never been a part of all these things. The enemy will try to lie to you right now. What period are you putting down? What things are you putting in place to say enough's enough? I'm changing my environment. I'm changing my circle of friends. I'm changing the people who speak into me. I'm changing things. I'm changing what I'm reading. I'm changing what I'm watching. Whatever, whatever it is, put a period down today. And I want to pray for you right now that God fills you up that God fills you up. I'm going to release that joy of you. Because why? I'm full of it. I'm full of peace. I'm full of joy. I'm full of the healing of God because he's given it to me. I'm his child. So I want to release that over you. If you want to receive it, lift up your hands. Those of, those of you that, that uh, have peace and joy in your life right now, would you just extend your hand? We're going to pray for those that need it today. If you have hope, it's time to give hope. Are you ready? Let's pray right now. Just receive this. In the name of Jesus, I release life. I release life through this screen. Right now, everybody under the sound of my voice, receive life, receive joy, receive peace. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you that where that spirit is, there is freedom. And so God, right now, into every heart, into every mind, I release your spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Manifest yourself in their spaces. Manifest your presence. Let it be a tangible glory right now, God. I thank you for the presence even in this room. I thank you for what you are speaking, what you are doing, even right now in our hearts. And I pray right now, I just release that kingdom mindset that they would put a period on it today, that no more living in the past, no more settling for the world's inheritance, but we are stepping into the kingdom inheritance, the glorious riches of the glorious inheritance of the saints. We love you, Jesus, and we trust you. In your name we pray, amen. Now I want to pray for those I want to give your heart to Jesus. If you've not given your heart to Jesus, I want to pray with you right now to make that choice to say yes, to come into a relationship with him. If you would say, I want to do that. Pastor, I want to come into a relationship with Jesus. I want to know him as my Lord and Savior. You can do that right now. Let's pray this prayer together. Are you ready? Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now proclaim this, say, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Come on, somebody make some noise where you are right now. Come on, if you're a part of a watch party, if you're sitting in your home, come on, make some noise. Let's join with the angels right now and give thanks because of children of God coming into the kingdom, coming into the inheritance of God on their life. Hallelujah, I proclaim right now, your sins are forgiven. You are saved and redeemed. Jesus is coming back for you. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hey, we love you so much. And I pray that this week would be a week of power and authority as you put a period on what was and step into what is. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.